Welcome, 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 welcome to 90s R&B University, big baby! <laughs> educated and miseducated on all things 90s rhythm and blues. You know who it be, it's your boy B, the professor, dropping the knowledge that you crave. And as always, I'm proud to share the space with the remarkable, the captivating and always fascinating First Lady Shan. Hey, What's hey, up, hey. Shan? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Feeling oh. good, feeling great. Cannot great. complain. Enjoying the weather? Oh, no, it's been raining here. It's been Oh. Like, yes, it's been thunderstorms like every day of the what? week. It has been nasty. And a plot twist, it's been great over here on the <laughs> East Coast. You know, the weather is heating up. Can't wait right, to get go with these sweaters and all that. Yeah, I'm ready to get my summer get gear. Get out there in them streets. Get out oh, there in yeah. those streets. The summer gear is where the real 90s outfits come out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of being bundled up. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the week was all right? It was. A pretty, pretty good week. You know, we had some things happen that was a little bit heartbreaking. You know, first we're going to start off with Tank. And oh my he's god losing, losing, he's losing his hearing he i damn near cried i damn near cried about this um so for those who don't know zihad uh tank this week he announced that he he's been going deaf mm -hmm. in his right ear and his left is also fading a bit he posted a I think it was a Last month, he was going through vertigo. He experienced a severe mm -hmm. case of vertigo and couldn't even walk in a straight line. He was dizzy, and that was alarming. But now he's confirmed last week that you know he's going deaf. This, like you said, is it, it came out of nowhere. It's completely it random. Did. It did. You know? um, and it's it, it's so so heartbreaking because you know Tank is one of R&B's like one of our luminant storytellers and musicians. Mm -hmm. The ones who like carrying that legacy of like Babyface and those yeah. real, real songwriters and just all around great musicians. Mm -hmm. um, and it just reminds you, you know, our heroes are, are real people uh, aside Absolutely. from the music. And I just pray that something comes through a healing so that he can get his hearing back, um, whether it be some sort of surgery. You know, my dad had hearing loss as well mm -hmm. so you had to have a um, cochlear implant surgery but it's improving so there is hope for tank even if yes, he's losing there is. you know there he is. might have to have a little device on but hey we will rock with you tank will, <laughs> whatever it takes and you know he's, he's been very optimistic about everything and he's been sharing his journey with his you know with his fans as far as him going through uh, different medical procedures and keeping them updated on his um, different diagnosis. So, you know, he's definitely in our prayers. Yeah. We just yeah. hope that he gets well soon. Yeah, I appreciate the transparency. He didn't have to say anything no, to us about what he's going through. You know, but we're going to hope and pray that he continues to fight and push through and end up on the other side victorious because no, we love Tank. Good. We love Tank. Man. We do. We really do. We gotta get that versus ASAP. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Who can go against Tank in a versus? Oh, I don't know. Right? Hmm. That'd be kind of. Mm. That's yeah. tricky. I don't even know. Zhav, let us tricky. know. Let us know, Zhav. Who you think could battle Tank in a versus battle? Uh, 
and we will pay, send that over to Swizz and Timbo. You know. <laughs> to make it happen. You Try know. to make it happen. I'll just text them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, we, you know, we love to celebrate album bursaries here at mm-hmm. 90s Army University. And mm-hmm. I had to mention this one because if you didn't know, I'm a big fan, a big Janet fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you not know this? <laughs> no, I know. A, I know. Oh, it was her <laughs> birthday last week. Yeah. Uh, she had that crazy auction. Did you win your, um, your ponytail? I did not even get the ponytail. <laughs> I was trying. Did not get the hair. I was like, man, y'all want the hair like that? Like, it was gone. Yeah, no. Gone. And, and and my budget <laughs> did not match those <laughs> final uh, bidding prices that I saw right? when I peeked over there. Some people spent $18,000 on some Ooh. stuff. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, I had yeah. I had 180. That was my cap, <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't work out for me. <laughs> but I'll always have the music and this album that oh, we are yes. celebrating this week. It is the anniversary of the 1993 album Janet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Oh my God! This album had about forty songs on it, and I <laughs> not care. Every every other one was like a hiccup or a wind chime or some rain or something like that was some interlude. But I was fully invested in this album, and the hits just kept on coming from mm-hmm. this album. That's the way love goes. Yes, again from poetic. I was hooked already because of poetic justice. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Of uh, yeah. Uh, if as mm-hmm. we know, it's the jam. <laughs> uh, throb. Oh, My because... all-time favorite, anytime, any place. Come on, speak on it. Anytime, that's, that's, any place. That's my one right there. Because of love, and of course, you want this with MC Light. There were so mm-hmm. many, like with thirty songs, you had to drop all these amazing songs. <laughs> so I love this album. You know, it's sold over fourteen million copies worldwide, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of her best pieces and Janet always oh, finds yes. a way to reinvent. What I love is that this album, she took so many risks. Oh, she every she every did. single one of these songs is different from the last one. And they both they all hit on the charts. They did. Queen of reinvention. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we're gonna move on. We're just going back and forth from happy sad, happy sad, aren't we? I know, so, I know. <laughs> but we have to uh uh, acknowledge, you know, we just lost one of our legends, mm-hmm. um, Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. Paul Mooney, legendary comedian. Yes. Uh, at the age of 79, mm-hmm. um, Mooney passed of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Paul Mooney. Uh, his, <laughs> his brand of, he's so sincere in his delivery yeah. of comedy. Like, you know, it's, you have to think twice and say, was he really joking or is he telling the truth right there? <laughs> you know? I was like, nine times ten, he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth. Guys, yeah. that's a joke. <laughs> he found a way to find humor in it. Exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. That's what comedy is. The, the good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, he kept us laughing. Of course, he worked with uh, Richard Pryor and, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for those of us from the latest generation, you know, Dave Chappelle show. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> iconic, <laughs> iconic roles. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll always be missed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Paul Mooney. He's so hilarious, so hilarious. Uh, definitely one of our kings of comedy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, we also want to acknowledge the 
anniversary of the passing of Melvin Edmonds of the group mm-hmm. After Seven, yes. of course, brother of Kenny Babyface Edmonds and Kevon Edmonds. Uh, you know, After Seven had those amazing hits, they some did. of your jams. Oh, that... <laughs> oh you know it. <laughs> Can't stop digging on you. We digging on we. <laughs> that's the one right there. That's your song and ready or not. That's and one. that's your other one. <laughs> And he and heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we love after seven up in here. <laughs> so he he had died at the age of sixty five, but he'll always live through the music, uh, for sure. In my house, for sure, because I'm always bumping some after seven. Finally, we want to uh, acknowledge Donna Summer. It was her. Uh, it was the anniversary of her passing. She passed on May seventeenth, two thousand twelve, uh, from lung cancer. Uh, Last last dance, bad girls, all the bops from the seventies and eighties, queen of disco. disco. Man, yeah. I'm I'm still waiting on this biopic uh, with Kelly Rowland or something. Right? I was like, who? who? <laughs> Besides Kelly Rowland, only like Kelly Rowland. Yeah, match. come on, BT, somebody, BT TV one. Let's make it happen. I, I prefer BT, but <laughs> <laughs> let's make it happen. Um, yes. Or in the theaters, you know, she had a really successful uh, Broadway show, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it'd be great to turn it into a, a actual film uh, for the theaters. I think everybody will come out singing, and you know, everybody loves Last Dance. That's a karaoke <laughs> anthem. <laughs> a staple. Yeah, song. that one or I will survive. Both of them <laughs> get the party going. <laughs> All right. Birthdays, everybody. Birthdays. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this first one. It's a heavenly birthday, but you know, yes. the only Christopher that I acknowledge in the world is Christopher <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> so happy heavenly birthday to Christopher mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. Wallace. May 21st mm-hmm. would be his birthday. His 49th birthday. Can you believe? Wow. He was 24 yeah. when he passed away. How old are we? Um, <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. We were some babies. We were some babies. And my mama said, I better not see you out there. If I see you out there in the streets, <laughs> you going to get it. So I, I definitely did not go out there on the Brooklyn streets. And I was I was out in my house crying. <laughs> the whole parade went by my, my window. Oh, <laughs> and I'm over yeah. there crying. I would have stuck my head out the window or something, man. No, I was afraid I'd see my mom out the window. <laughs> Get back in there. <laughs> Mama's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely I will be bumping Biggie all weekend. You know where to find me. All right, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to say happy birthday to Ron Isley. La da 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 da. Oh, that never gets old for me. Never it never will. <laughs> it never will. He turns 80. Ooh, 80. 80. Oh, my gosh. Man, still cool as, I don't know what, smooth yes. as Coat 45. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't wait to get older. I'm going to be as cool as, I'm just have a cane. No Is problems. No back problems, just a cane and just a suit. Just walking around with a cane. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Another happy birthday goes out to Mr. Johnny Gill. Mm, yes. Uh-oh, your boy Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> a special happy birthday to Johnny Gill. My, my, my. 
my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and <laughs> happy 48th birthday mm. to Maxwell. Ooh, he looks oh. great. Uh, he looks amazing. <laughs> Dear Lord, can I look like this at 48? That's, <laughs> that's all. I want to look like this at 48, and I want to look like Ryan Isley at 80. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. That's These the goal. are my two, my two milestones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I don't know what he's eating, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm not eating it. I'm sure that's the right the thing. Something's in the water. Yeah. We need to find out what it is. Word. And uh, coming up this week, we have the birthday of the queen of the divas, mm-hmm. Patty LaBelle. Patty, Patty. <laughs> 77 years old. And still is killing the game. Still killing it, still hitting them notes, Chris. still baking the pies, yes, everything. Yes. <laughs> we love some patties. Timeless, mm. oh, truly timeless. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we have another birthday, from what I understand. I just got something yes, on my desk here. Yes, Who we got? Yes, I have a special birthday shout out to my dad. Breaking news. Birthday is on the twenty third, so it is coming up on Sunday. I just want to give a nice happy birthday shout out to my daddy. Happy birthday, Shan Daddy. Benny Lee. Benny Lee. Benny Lee. Come on, Benny Lee. (laughs) Happy birthday. Wishing you many, many, many more. (laughs) All right. So we have a fun episode today. We do. I've been look I've been looking forward to this. Have you? I really have because I like, I think other people aren't talking about this. You know, we this we talk yeah. we talk about all facets of '90s R&B, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention a subgenre mm-hmm. called blue-eyed soul. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so let's let's dive in. You know, the '60s and the '70s and the '80s. There was this like major influx of white artists yes that had that were delivering these kind of r&b songs Mm -hmm. and you know there was some backlash and and feelings of appropriation and oh you're stealing my our music and Mm -hmm. and our sound that's rooted in our community but it was it was so authentic like Mm. you know i i can't sum up an entire race you know i i can't and and say that some people just don't have that soul Mm-hmm. about them you know uh there were some undeniable voices of blue-eyed soul during those decades and they had the bgs you know mm-hmm. uh the righteous brothers hauling oats you know um bobby caldwell michael mcdonald tina marie rod mm-hmm. stewart you know these voices had grit to them <laughs> you know they, yeah we had some soul we had some you know soul. It, it wasn't that I, i've got me a cadillac <laughs> you know <laughs> Look at me, mister. <laughs> it wasn't that. Like, these were... <laughs> they were giving you some true... Now I gotta go watch Dream Girls. You gotta go watch Dream Girls, right. I gotta go back and watch Dream Girls. You know? <laughs> but these voices just proved that this wasn't just a passing trend. This was something that was here to stay. Yes. Um, you know, uh, how, do, how do you feel about Blue-Eyed Soul? Do you think it's a problem? Do you think... How do you feel about this? I have absolutely no problem with Blue Eyed Soul. Some artists just identify with R&B. 
Yeah. And they have made a lane. Like they've paid the lane. Yeah. And for me, I'm just like, okay, if it's good quality music, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. You know, and, and there was a time, yes, where, you know, I, I did not like when songs that were recorded by black artists would be mm -hmm. given to white artists to perform yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was more marketable and all that. Uh, but but this is we're talking about something completely different, <laughs> you know, in, in this regard, you know, the rich emotion and the depth that these artists had, you know, it earns them a, an eternal invitation to the cookout. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we are going to talk about some of our favorites um, and just some notable artists that we feel contributed to the genre and paved the way for some of the artists that we uh, welcome with open arms today. Yes, yes. You know, so let's dig in. This conversation off with um, a song that black people just love. <laughs> like, hands down, you put this on at any event and you will hear mm -hmm. an ancestral woo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is Bobby Caldwell, What You Won't Do for Love. Oh, that's a good one. That is uh, a really good one. Yeah, see, you just said, ooh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. You know, Bobby Caldwell, and a lot of people they did not know that this was a white singer to this day when you try to yeah, tell people this is a white singer because there's nothing about this song. Here, Bobby had soul. Bobby had soul. Bobby yeah. had soul. Yeah. So I would have loved to be in the audience. You know, this is before the time of like social media mm -hmm. and paparazzi wasn't really checking people like that. So people had no idea who was singing this song. He wasn't on the cover mm -hmm. of the album. It no, wasn't until he he toured with Natalie Natalie Cole and this white guy comes on stage and everybody's like, uh, who that? Oh, yes. <laughs> right, who? <ooh. laughs> what? What? <laughs> Who's that? You know? Yes. So yeah, so it just completely <laughs> shocked everybody. You know that this guy he had like this swag of Frank Sinatra, but over these like soul grooves and. Mm -hmm. It's because his background, he was a jazz musician. Yeah. And, and it just has that, that jazz vibe to it. You just toss this on and just kick back and relax. It's one of the early like vibes. It's just a vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can dance to this song. You can step to this song. You can skate to this song. You can just chill out to this song, have a sip, whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel grown when this song is on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great song, and of course, we know it was sampled by Tupac. Oh yeah, we you got to talk about all the samples. We <laughs> we talked about samples last week, right? But this should have been on the we list. Did. This one should have been on the list. The Tupac sample, of course, you know, was incredible. And I would say another one of my favorite Bobby Caldwell tracks is "Open Your Eyes." Open your eyes. Yeah, but common. Common. That's common right. sample. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and he was just just killing the game and gave a lot of our rap artists some of their biggest hits yeah and that song made me go back and, and i was shocked to find that it was him again yes. he tricked trick me again <laughs> <laughs> so who's that oh it's bobby <laughs> and that whole first little cadence right there it's like man it took the whole entire thing yeah yeah so we have to mention bobby even though it's not 90s we felt it throughout the 90s we for did. sure we did that's got a fresh coat on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, who we got next? All right, up next we have the legendary, iconic, many consider her the queen of Blue Eyes Soul, mm. Tina Marie. Woo! Yes. Lady T. Lady T. <laughs> that Talk voice. about it. 
talk oh, about. Oh my goodness, amazing. I remember um, hearing a story from my mom and she was saying how when they first heard Tina Marie, no one could believe that she was white. No. They could not believe it because her voice was just that impeccable. I mean, square biz, come on. Oh, Fire beers. and desire, like, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you even go, you ain't just going to breeze through fire and desire. Okay? First of all. That's a classic. That's a classic. That song does not get old. Nobody, nobody can sing this song. I've never heard. I've never heard anybody, Mm -hmm. like, cover this song and kill it. They don't need to cover it. They don't need to remake it. They don't need to retry it. Just leave it as it is. Nothing. There's nothing. This voice is ridiculous. It's not Rick, James, and Tina. I don't want it. I don't. Send it back. Return to sender. I did not ask for this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We could spend forever on buying Desire alone. Yes, yes. 100%. Yeah. But continue. Continue. Yes, but Tina Marie just had this, she just has this way of singing these songs that you just feel it in your gut. Like, you just feel it in your soul. It literally can bring you down to your knees. Mm -hmm. I mean, her falsetto and her range was just out of this world. That's what's crazy. And the way that she can just shift over to that, those high notes out of nowhere is impeccable and and with such passion. Um, And just like, consummate musician mm-hmm. in general. Overall, she wasn't just overall. singing. She was over there playing instruments. Mm-hmm. She was she gave Rick James a run for his money. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and she broke ground. You know, she was the first white guest on Soul Train with Rick mm-hmm. James. Um I love my personal favorite is Ooh La La. <laughs> oh yes. I, I love that song. <laughs> um and I had the pleasure of having Tina Marie sing in my face. Really? You know, <laughs> you know I got a story. You know I got a story. Long yeah. story time. This was a wild time. There was a time in 2006 where Tina Marie had actually signed with Cash Money Records. Yes. I and <laughs> which I was like, okay, interesting. But anyway, <laughs> she did a little showcase as if she was a new artist and she hit a note in my face. My cheeks were moving <laughs> the way that she was singing so hard. <laughs> But I felt blessed. <laughs> for sure. There's no never anyone like Tina Marie. For oh, sure. After that, oh no, I didn't. Okay. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> he was blown away for real, for real. Blown away. Blown away. Cheeks yeah. flapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like I said, never, never will there be an artist like Tina Marie with mm-hmm. that phenomenal voice. You know, she belonged in the Motown family. Like, how could you not? <laughs> you know, that. R.I.P. Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just. I'm about to go listen to Square Biz after this. You done got me hyped <laughs> <laughs> about <Yeah>. Tina Marie. <laughs> All right, we gonna move on. Um, my next submission into our list is going to be Michael, Michael McDonald, everybody. Oh, okay. You know the, you know the voice. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta run that back one time. You'll hear it again. You'll hear it again. I got a lot to say. (laughs) You'll hear it again. Uh, (laughs) That's up there with Ryan Isley. You will hear that again. (laughs) 
So Michael started out with Steely Dan and then moved over to the Doobie Brothers with uh, yes. My Jam, What a Fool Believes. Love that song. But, you know, this is a voice that, you know, you hear someone in a group and you're like, yeah, they're not going to last long in a the group. They need to be solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that vibe every now and then with other artists. And, you know, you can't, this voice cannot belong in a group. Like, it's so distinctive and recognizable. Mm-hmm. I hear I hear songs from back then where he's singing backup, and I'm like, I can still hear like you, Michael Down. Like, why are you in the background? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So he finally heard me and said, you need to go solo. And <laughs> he was killing it, you know? That that one jam, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting we're not in love anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such such a bop, you know, and he would I'm gonna give you some more later, don't worry. He would <laughs> be co-signed, you know, by you know, they positioned him, you know, he's a white singer, but they positioned mm-hmm. him as, you know, on the same level as the black musicians. He could hit those same notes. He he had the range like they did, you know? So he would have songs with like the Winans and Mm -hmm. uh, James Ingram with Yamo Be There, (laughs) which won won the Grammy. Um, Of course, On My Own with Patti LaBelle. Of course. Shout out to my girl, Pindy. You know, we we do this on karaoke whenever we go out. And it is always hilarious because she gets to flapping and I get to do my Michael McDonald impression. Oh, so, oh okay. So many right. promos. <laughs> <laughs> I need to so, see this in person because Oh, you like, will. Yeah. Wait till it, we can go. Wait till we can go back uh. out. Wait till we can go back out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I've always loved Michael McDonald's voice. Mm-hmm. You know, he put out this great um, series of Motown cover albums. Mm-hmm. And there's this <laughs> this duet that is so hilariously good with, <laughs> and I say that because it's with Tony Braxton. They oh. do a yeah, so they do mm-hmm. a cover of um, "Stop Looking, Listen." And if you have not heard it, please look it up. But just so you know, it's Michael Madonna with his little, and then you got Tony Braxton doing, so it's <laughs> hilarious. Nothing gets accomplished. It's what? amazing. <laughs> Did you hear his cover of Love TKO? Yes, I sure oh, did. It's perfect, it. you know, because not, not many can sing a titty song. Right? Michael when has that When I heard that it, I was like, okay, all right, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait so, a minute. So go back and listen Smooth to Michael. Smooth. Smooth with it all the way. So go back and listen to Michael, because, yeah, I love Michael McDonald. Legend. <laughs> and a voice that cannot be denied. <laughs> you don't have to use real words, just use sounds. You just hum and mumble, hum and mumble. Hum and mumble, humble. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, y'all got me singing today. <laughs> and it will not stop. <laughs> it is not. It will not. All right. Okay, so next up on the list, we have Michael Bolton. Were you a Michael Bolton fan? Mm, yeah, he had a couple of them that, like, you know, when a man loves a woman. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to be afraid that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in a singing mood today, everybody. Sorry. Um, I used to be afraid because that his beam was going to pop out of his neck <laughs> the way that he was singing these songs. Like, he was. I was really worried for Michael Bolton's safety. Um, but he always landed the note. Oh, no. <laughs> always landed oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. 
I always think of um, Michael Bolton. I always think of Say by the Bell during one of their mm -hmm. many, many, many proms when Zach and Kelly broke up. Um, <laughs> when they're singing, like, how am I supposed to live without you? Because that's like oh, when I got, because that's, yeah. you remember that one. <laughs> and that's like when I got hooked on this song. And I was like, who sings this song? Because I know it wasn't Slater. <laughs> and I started doing my research and it was Michael Bolton. Um, you know, he made his mark by tackling these uh soul songs even though they mm -hmm. kind of patch him as this kind of pop rock light rock kind of person but that yeah. voice it's so gritty like a Otis Redding type voice this is true yeah that you know when he came out with that 1991 album uh mm -hmm. time love and tenderness um like this was such a major part of my childhood because my dad and mom played this tape out in the car like it was crazy <laughs> of course he had the when a man loves a woman <laughs> and then he had the duet with uh, Patti LaBelle when I'm making love anymore um, you know he, he hung around the right people he was down with Walter Afanasyev who as we know was the hit maker for Mariah Carey's debut album and all those great songs that we were introduced um, to her with um, I'll never forget you know my dad used to play this album like every time we were in the car I had to listen to Michael Bolton, Michael Bolton, Michael Bolton. Somebody actually had broken into the car and stole like my dad's tape deck. And I think my dad was more upset that they got his Michael Bolton CD <laughs> his tape than <laughs> the fact that they broke into the car to take out his little Benji box with his little tape deck. So, <laughs> so Michael Bolton will always be a staple <laughs> in my household. Next on our list is Lisa Stansfield. Oh, man. Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> Talk about Lisa. How In you doing world, nah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is such a great song. Such yeah. a great song. I mean, when she came out with that, with that one right there, Bonafide hit. Oh, Bonafide yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit. I mean, mm -hmm. the vocals were incredible. I always liked the video. I've always yeah. enjoyed the video to this uh -huh. song. And of course, we know the king of samples, Puffy, exactly. <laughs> sampled this track for him and Maze. Mm -mm. They're being around the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've been playing. Yeah, you <laughs> so. You know, if you if you ever get to speak to me for long enough, you know that I will never rest until I get unsungs from Tevin Gamble, John May, and Lisa Stansfield. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if somebody, can someone please just find Lisa Stansfield for me, wherever she works, wherever she is, just please <laughs> let her know that I'm looking for her, please. Uh, there is uh, this, this fantastic performance of Lisa performing at the legendary Apollo Theater. Um, back in the day. And it's this sea of black people just shouting, go Lisa, go Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the Apollo is a tough crowd in general. Yes, yes. No filters, you know. So Lisa Stansfield had these people hooked. And this is one of them songs where black people love mm -hmm. all around the world. I thought it was called Been Around the World my whole life. Mm -hmm. I did not know it was called around all around the world whatever it's been around the world to me that's what it is, <laughs> what it is. right you know 
Uh, of course, she's from over the pond, UK, yeah. but she got signed to um, Clive Davis, the man with the golden ear. I don't know how he does mm-hmm. it, but he always finds these amazing singers. Um, yeah, and he brought this to us over here in the States. Uh, she was actually the, the second uh, white woman to go to make it to the hot R&B hip hop charts mm-hmm. <laughs> since Tina Marie, yep. you know? Yeah, Tina stood alone, but then here comes Lisa. Either way, Either way right? Either way. Um, another song that I really like from Lisa was um, "All Woman." It was a woman mm-hmm. ballad. Yeah, um, definitely a great song. Uh, and she, throughout her career, she's had some great albums. Actually, if you get a chance to go check out Lisa's dance album, she had a great one. She had a really successful cover of um, Barry White's "Never Gonna Give You Up," which used to my aunt used to play that out. <laughs> I'd say I had to hear that so many times. So Lisa was a staple in the household. <laughs> um, but nothing compares to, like you said, that been around the world. Mm-hmm. All around the world. All, all, sorry, all around the world. Yes, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's going to be been around the world forever. It's been around the world. Nah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what we call <laughs> the whole title. <laughs> so I won't rest. I need to know what's going on with Lisa. I need to know what happened in her career. Because she just kind of disappeared. And I want to know, is she... Where is she working? Where is she at? She's out there. She is out there. We're going to find her. Yeah, I'm going to find her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, we miss you, Lisa. (laughs) Wherever you may be. (laughs) All right. I had to throw this next one on the list. Um, Not much to say, but I feel like we have to mention her. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, artist named Jane Child um, mm. and Z-Hive, if you know Jane Child, shout out to you. You've really been <laughs> doing your in homework. <laughs> You've been in, in the, the crates. crates doing your homework. You know, I didn't really pay attention to Jane Child growing up. I had seen her because she's mm-hmm. hard to miss. Um, if you've ever seen Jane Child, you know her. She has like a nose ring that connects to her ear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a spiky top of her hair and then she has cornrows that flow down her back it's like a weird a lot going on a lot a cornrow mullet cornrow mullet she was giving y'all <laughs> um and this whole punk style that you would that i didn't pay attention because she didn't look like the artist that i expected to enjoy mm-hmm. you know and that's me judging the book and shame on me for doing that because now as an adult and getting to check out her music i'm like oh where has she been my whole life <laughs> when she was in my face the whole time, <laughs> you know. Goes. Yeah, you know, she listening to her now, really, she has the same presence as like an Annie Lennox from Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. You know, that same confidence. She she was a groundbreaker. She wrote and produced her entire debut album, which you know, in 1990, who was Crazy. letting people do that? <laughs> you know, um, there were some Crazy. even articles that even compared her and said she was the female prince. Which you know, I'm like, well, mm. maybe you might be pushing it, but. <laughs> Let's give it a couple of albums first, <laughs> but she, but she hit big with um, a single that she wrote and composed called "Don't Want to Fall in Love," mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was a bop, it was a hit, um, and then she embraced you know a new audience when she linked up with Teddy Riley yep. for the remix to the song, got her on a whole nother station, mm-hmm. you know, and, and more, more acknowledgement. She embraced that whole new Jack swing sound. And it's, it's a great, great song. I sent it to you earlier. Shannon. I was like, you gotta hear this. Cause I started doing my research. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out. Um, so definitely I want to do some more digging about Jane child, but you know, no, as, I, as I learn, I want the, the Z high to learn with me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> take it. So I had to put her on here. So shout out to Jane Child. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, holy right. guy. On our list, we have Jordan Knight. Oh, 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 Jordan Knight. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite yes. time. Yes, my favorite time in the late 90s when like all the mm -hmm. artists from the group started going solo. Yes. And just like really getting to flex like their own style of music, mm -hmm. you know, he, of course, in <laughs> the new kids on the block yeah. uh, and, and they were, they had a little soul, they had a little kick to them, <laughs> but nothing well, compares to like Jordan Knight when he went uh, solo. So talk about mm -hmm. Jordan a little bit. I'm gonna let you talk and let you finish the night going. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So I feel like this was like the summer anthem when it came out and that is give it to you <laughs> i hunted this cd down <laughs> this single i hunted down. i finally found it like a sam goody or something and i hunted this down <laughs> i mean you could not turn on the tv without hearing this song mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when you listen to those Absolutely. lyrics you were like wait a minute wait a i minute. know okay is this, yeah. is, this, is, this, is this how you coming? <laughs> I had to turn it down a little bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now to see it, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm, oh. my mama is in the room. Let me, yeah, let me yeah. Down a bit. <laughs> but that was that one right there. Yes, a whole Ooh. entire bottle. You know, I give it to you. So <laughs> let me tell you why this this is such a great you know song, and and in general, I bought the CD because I had to get the whole Jordan Knight experience. Because mm -hmm. um, I was a New Kids on the Block fan, so yeah. But I was really excited about the album. And for those of you who are sleeping on Jordan Knight, please check out this album. Like you will love it, and I'm going to tell you why you're going to love it. Because the entire album was written by Robin Thicke and mm -hmm. produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Like yep. he knew who to go to for this sound that he wanted to craft. Um, and it's really like a tester album for Robin Thicke. So that's why some yeah. of those lyrics are very like risque because <laughs> mm -hmm. Robin Thicke was seeing like how far he could go before he did his own thing. Um, mm -hmm. But I love, like I said, I was hooked on that single. He also does this dope cover of um, Prince's I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man, uh, mm -hmm. which is bold. Like you shouldn't really take on Prince. Not many people do. Um, but this was, this was a great, great, great cover. And... Yeah, I love Jordan Knight, and I I will continue to rock this album. And I encourage all the Z-Hive to check this album out. You will not be disappointed if you're a Robin Thicke fan, if you're a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis fan. They hooked him up with some great songs for this set. They um, did. So don't sleep on Jordan. <laughs> all right. Up next, I'm up. we got uh, Christina Aguilera. All right, Genie in the Bottle. I, I had to put her on here. You know, I know that this is 90s R&B, University, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. But, you know, uh, whenever I think Christina Aguilera, I always think of her with this R&B mindset. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had the Mickey Mouse Club. That's where she's from, you know, with, with yep. the the Justin Timberlake and J.C. Chazé and Britney and Ryan Gosling and yes. even uh, Rona Bennett from En Vogue, you know, mm -hmm. she was on there as well. You know, but something hit different about Christina um, say what you want about the music category that she's put placed into at pop. Like she has some soul about her. And if you go back, voice. she got a voice. Oh yeah. A voice. Yeah. And it's from, 
I would see this little girl, <laughs> little frame with this amazing mm -hmm. voice coming out of her. So one of my favorite pastimes, like watching old clips from Mickey Mouse Club when she mm -hmm. would just perform. And you have this little girl who's like 11, 12 years old, taking on these Tony Braxton songs yeah. and Mary J. Blige songs and Aretha Franklin songs. Like, who's doing that? And she was killing them. And she sounded like a grown woman, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And when she put out her um, her, her 1999 uh, debut, you know she you could tell the influence that she had and the Mariah Carey and all that. Like oh, she yes, was, absolutely. yeah, genie in a bottle is a bop. It's a, it is a <laughs> whole what nobody says. <laughs> nobody, <It is. laughs> a whole bop. You know, and I we saw her on tour. I think we, we both were at the same show. Mm -hmm. She performed yep. at the TLC Fan Mail tour. Or something mm -hmm. like they put her on those bills because she had that. That voice, that soulful voice of, you know, TLC and Destiny's Child and Black and whoever else was on that tour it was a crazy show. We loved it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, when when she was on the, nominated for Best New Artist back in the day against Britney, who did the award go to? Christina Aguilera, because people mm -hmm. respected that voice. And, you know, when Etta James passed away, who was singing at the funeral? Christina Aguilera. People respect that voice. You know, she she goes in. Um, she, has. she has the right the right uh, uh, inspirations, I would say, and, and idols. Mm -hmm. uh, Whitney and Mariah and Etta James. And yeah, uh, she had to go on this list, even though they consider her to be a pop artist. She, oh, yes. One hundred percent. You can't you can't deny her talent. You can't deny her voice. I would say yeah. one of my favorite um, Christina like covers that I've seen her do. She was actually doing a tribute uh, to Whitney mm. Houston. I want to say it's at the BET Awards. Mm. And she sang um, I Want to Run to You. Mm. And I mean, she just blew it away. And of course, Whitney came out and then she sang with her and it oh. was just incredible. I mean, See. absolutely incredible. I need to pull that up again. I remember that. I remember that. Yes, yes. You know? But she got respect from from the uh, the legends, so she did one hundred percent. She did yeah, absolutely. So go, Christina. If Christina put out an R and B C D, be crazy. Man, look, she gonna sing that. <laughs> right. She one hundred percent. She will, and she does yeah. go a little overboard. Not gonna lie, she does. Oh have yeah, the riffs the riffs start she, running, she and they moment. don't know when to stop. Sometimes, yeah, but <laughs> she just goes and goes and goes. It's like okay. We know you can sing. Let's just tone it down. Yeah, bring it back a little Sometimes bit. Sometimes yeah. you just need to bring it back. Yeah, we know yeah. you can do all the extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sometimes she don't have anything to prove to us nothing, now. Nothing I mean, to prove at all. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. We know what you can do, Christina. Yes. yes. <laughs> we just don't have to hear every single track. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So up next, moving on, moving right along. Moving on. We have 98 degrees oh you know i put this on there <laughs> <laughs> that whole first album was like whoa whoa, whoa. yeah when they came out the gates i had to go back and do my research did you listen to it you listen to it i did i did because a couple of those tracks i was like wait a minute who produced this who was writing this song yeah and i saw a lot of production from like Montel jordan mm -hmm. mario Wines, robin yeah. thick had his little hands on a pen in this one and yeah. When you hear 98 Degrees, they weren't like the other boy bands that were out. They no. weren't like in sync or Backstreet Boys. Like 98 Degrees, they had some soul, especially with that first album. Yeah, you know, we always talk about, when we think about boy bands of the 90s, mm -hmm. we talk about Backstreet Boys and yeah. NSYNC and, you know, but there was only one group 
that had enough soul to be signed to Motown Records. Yes. And that was 98 Degrees. 98 Degrees. Uh, first of all, their their origin story is black as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a little background. Give them a little background. <laughs> so the the way that they got signed is that they snuck backstage at a Boys to Men concert. <laughs> first of all, what are you doing here? <laughs> And they ended up meeting Monto Jordan's manager when they snuck mm-hmm. backstage and they sang for him. And that's probably how Monto got on the first album. But, yep. you know, who else does that besides Boys to Men? <laughs> that same, that same yeah, story man. about them going backstage for a new edition. And mm-hmm. it worked out for them, so why not us? You know? And they, if you ever listen to 98 Degrees, something that they are so amazing at is their harmonies as well. You can mm-hmm. tell that they listen to Boys to Men, that they listen to Take yeah, uh, yeah, Take Six, and that they, yeah, beautiful harmonies. Um, they <laughs> opened for Usher and Janet <laughs> on the Velvet Rope Tour as well. Um, they, the second album, if you, you like the first album, you'll enjoy the second album as yes. well. So check it out. Um, they have production from Kenny Green, of course, from mm-hmm. Intro, Gordon Chambers, Jerry Wonder, and Daryl Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, The second album was like when I really started to like yeah. dig them. I love the hardest thing was one of my songs, I Do Cherish You. They did mm-hmm. a cover of Michael Jackson, she has, She's Out of My Life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, they were on the uh, Michael Jackson 30th anniversary special as well. Um, yeah, see, y'all, I was slipping on, <laughs> sleeping on 98 no, degrees. I was too busy focused on somebody else. <laughs> oh, well, you know, there was a lot going on that night. <laughs> And of course, what's an episode without me mentioning Mariah Carey? Um, they were on Thank God I Found You featuring Joe for the 1999 album Rainbow, which went number one. So don't sleep on 98 Degrees. Um, there's so much more than Backstreet and Sync in it. Yeah, Nick Lachey and the boys mm-hmm. do it. So I'm glad you went back and listened to it, though. I did. I had to. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm moving on because we moving on. Okay. Let's all right. Pink. Ooh, Pink. that's a good one. I knew you would like this one. Are we talking about first album Pink or so so yeah, let's <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be clear. Thank I'm you. I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that. How are we going? So this is, you know, 90s R&B universe. We're going to stay mm-hmm. in that lane, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love Pink yes, in general. As artist, amazing voice, everything. I love her. Every, yes. every time she comes out, she reinvents herself. Um, but my favorite Pink, my favorite Pink, Shan, mm-hmm. was Black Pink. <laughs> <laughs> With the little short pixie cut? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought she was Spanish <laughs> in 1999. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Definitely, you know, she carried that sound that um, Shakespeare and Candy Burris mm-hmm. crafted with uh, <laughs> that sound of like 1999 that sounded like <laughs> Y2K was coming around mm-hmm. the corner. That there you go. I had never heard anything like it. Not at all. No. And and when I saw who was singing, I said, oh my goodness, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's how people got excited when they saw like Tina Marie or mm-hmm. when they first saw Lisa Stansfield or, you know. Because uh, it was just right up my alley, and I was like, "Oh yeah. shoot, she is killing this song!" <laughs> and I had to get the had to get the full album when it dropped. I was mm-hmm. so obsessed. Um, that can't can't take me home album. Of yeah. course, she got signed to um, La Face Records. Mm-hmm. 
So you know what that means. That means you get that <laughs> that baby face pin, that, that magic production. going on. Come on. <laughs> but it didn't stop there. I mean, this album had so many people invest in it because they knew that it was something special about her. Yeah, um, yeah the underdogs and see Tricky Stewart, um, Soul Shock and Carlin, who I love. And there was even mm-hmm. a song written by 112 on this album. And mm-hmm. she, yeah, she just masterfully like went through all of these amazing tracks. I, I, I love this album. I'm actually going to listen to it after this uh, after this show. I will be going to listen to Can't Take Me Home. She's just so confident and so headstrong and such a dope album. And there you go. Set it off completely. I Shout out to Candy. <laughs> never gets old. Good. That song never sounds old to me. That was a good intro for her. And then, you know, from there, she kind of went and found her lane in like this like rock genre. Yeah. Which actually fit her very, very well. It, it did. Really, it worked with her voice, with the, with the tone of her voice. Because mm-hmm. we know Pink has like this, this raspy, kind of like husky-like voice, um, you know, when she sings. And for some reason, that lane just, it worked out perfectly for her. And in addition to that first album, anything that she's put out after that has just been top notch. Oh, I yeah. Mean, top Absolutely. Notch. She's one of, she's a legend. Yes. You she know? Is. And we saw it all start back in 1999. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I'll take I'll take any pink I can get. Make no that mistake. But that black pink. That black pink is the one. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. All okay. right. So who we got? Right along, we have one of my personal favorites. Yes, who that? Robin Thicke. Oh, man, we've been talking about him the whole time. (laughs) Y'all know I love me some Robin Thicke. Oh, well, Um, I'm going to let you talk about Robin Thicke. I'm going to let you talk. His pen is incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, we know he has written my favorite Usher song of all time. Which one? Can You Handle It? Oh, yeah. That is Mm -hmm. off the Confessions album. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my ultimate, like, Usher. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. That's all you're going to say? That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> now, when he, you know, we all know that he has, like I said, an incredible pen. But even with his his own music, he has some great artistry in his music. Mm-hmm. I really didn't too much care for the first album that he put out. Oh, when he was thick before he became yes, Robin Thicke. Yes, yes. Okay. But when he dropped that evolution, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot yeah. tell you how many times I played this album. I mean, I fell in love with Lost Without You. Like that was my song, Teach You a Lesson, Can You Believe? Mm-hmm. To the Sky, like that one right there, I can like I can just play that song on repeat over and over and over again. And I'm pretty sure for like a good minute in like 2006, that song was constantly in my mm-hmm. rotation. Like I love, 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 me some Robin Thicke. Of course we know he came out with uh, you know, Blurred Lines, with, with that whole controversy of that song with Pharrell and Tia and the whole Marvin Gaye thing, of course. But it's just something about his his sound that yeah. it just it just resonates. Yeah. It just resonates. It doesn't. It never sounds like he's trying to be someone that he's not. Like it always felt authentic to who he Absolutely. is as an artist and who Absolutely. he is, you know, as a songwriter. I agree with that. You know, I was really. I'm like you, you know, I didn't really care for the first solo album, the Thick yeah. album, mm-hmm. uh, but thank goodness for <laughs> the second, the, oh, the sophomore second, album. Man. It's 
Uh, one of my favorite, you know, us, we love going through the CD booklets and yes. seeing who produced who. And this is like one of my favorite nuggets when you can find that Robin Thicke wrote this, he wrote that, mm-hmm. he produced this. Because he's been like, he's had his hand in R&B all For throughout the time. 90s. Oh my very God, yeah. Uh, working with Brownstone and work with Maya. Maya, oh yeah. Those songs on Fear <laughs> Flying, like yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Shantae Moore, Brian McKnight, you know, he he was the first one to sign Robin Thicke uh, Mm -hmm. to his production company back in 1995. Um, And he started to work as with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and that night sound came about that we talked about earlier, kind of testing the water. Um, Another song that I love, um, (laughs) and we probably should say this for another episode, but another song I love that Robin Thicke wrote, if you have not heard the 3T album, which you probably haven't. Um, <laughs> there's a great song called Sexual Attention on the 3T mm-hmm. album. And it is really, really, really amazing um, on from 1995. So check that out. You will be not, not be disappointed. But I love Robin Thicke. You know, he's the son yeah. of um, Alan Thicke, <laughs> who was yeah, singing on that yeah. Growing Pains theme song. And <laughs> yeah, our Just white daddy from back in the, in the day. <laughs> down, down in the family, you know? That's right. It runs in the family, you know, and just one of our amazing composers, mm-hmm. uh, similar to, similar to a tank, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Maybe that's who. Hmm. <laughs> Look at us coming with answers as we go. His, his, his credits are <laughs> his long. His catalog is long, right? Credits he, are long. He's he's been I mean, here I the whole time. Like, didn't even know like he you know wrote for Brandy back in the day. Yeah, I love is on my side. I was like, man, he was just yeah. yeah. So he's he's been here. You know, yeah, it'll pin. Yeah, and even though, even though he didn't come out until the 2000s, mm-hmm. no, no. He's been he's around been, forever. He's been a presence, of course. Oh, man. I love Robin Thicke. You know, aside from the, the legal stuff of saying yeah, that. Yeah, aside from all the other stuff. But <laughs> music, music-wise, yeah. music-wise, <laughs> I've, I've always enjoyed him. I used to love that song, Magic, that he has. Oh, Yeah. And the oh, whole yeah. like Love and War album, like mm-hmm. you know, so he he's got some he, yeah. he has some good tunes. He does, he does. Um, all right, up next, I'm happy. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't now. we couldn't have this list without him. He's one of the greatest ever. This is true. This is true. George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. This is so. Get into it. Look, of course, we know him from <laughs> the Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, the mm-hmm. Wham, you know, the super pop song, Wake Me Up yes. Before You Go-Go. And, of course, Last Christmas, the mm-hmm. <laughs> Christmas song. But when George Michael went solo mm. and we got to hear what he really was feeling, <laughs> that mm. he came out the gate with Careless Whisper. Yes. And you know. Exactly. Every, <laughs> every every black person loves careless whisper. Let's not get old. Never gets old, man. And then he dropped his debut album, mm-hmm. uh, Faith. Like Come on every now. everything. The song Faith used to have us dancing all around the house. <laughs> I want your sex, um, Father mm-hmm. Figure, One More Try, all of those. Yes, yes. My favorite, favorite, favorite George Michael song to this day is um, a track called Fast Love uh, mm. from 1996. Do you know this song? You mm-hmm. should. Oh, yeah, definitely it samples Patrice Russian, who we talked about, another person yeah. to sample Patrice Russian, <laughs> we talked about last week. Uh, but it's one of my favorite 
uh, George Michael song. Um, you know, not everybody can go toe to toe with the queens of R and B, but George Michael has had a song, a successful song, with all of them. <laughs> like, you know, true. he dropped um, "I Knew You Were Waiting" with Aretha Franklin, mm -hmm. and that blew up and went number one in the US and went number one in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> then he recorded a cover of Stevie Wonder's Ass with uh, mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige in 98. Then he uh, did a duet with Whitney Houston. I was just playing this yesterday. Ooh. If I told you that. So <laughs> Whit Whitney had initially asked Michael to be on it, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. And he said, nah, sorry, girl. And <laughs> <laughs> And George Michael stepped in and they killed this song. Mm -hmm. I love hearing them play off one another and that dark child sound. There's nothing, mm -hmm. there's no production that George Michael can't wrap his voice around and mm -hmm. completely kill. Um, yeah, I, I can get lost listening to just like uh, George Michael's greatest hits. He's just such a talented person. <laughs> uh, just my personal bag. Sorry, you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, and he, uh, of course, we lost him on 2016 on Christmas mm -hmm. Day. Um, but he left behind so much music, 150 million Whew. albums sold. Like, wow. Ridiculous. Yeah. Love, love George Michael. Something about those overseas artists, they just got sold. Right. <laughs> like, oof. I mean, even the ones that are out now, like, they yeah. just, it's just something they get in it. that water. They something in it. that water. They give me more R&B sometime than the R&B. Artists. They need to pass. They need to pass it on over here. Yeah, we need to go to the U.S. <laughs> pass, pass it on to our artists, because uh, apparently we're not getting it. We're yeah, getting something, it. something. The lessons are being lost. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Last. Oh, right. But not least. Oh, I know we have to let you do this one. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> we got Sean B. <laughs> the king of blue-eyed soul in the nineties. I gotta take a moment for John B. Just a. Just. Mm. Mm. All right. Go ahead. Oh, man. Can I? Well, I'll start because I want you to close wow. this out. I'm gonna start because I want you to close it out. <laughs> I don't even want to be the last person to speak about John B. Okay. All right. So, first of all, <laughs> the the rollout for John B, the marketing and mm -hmm. all that was just like strategic and absolutely brilliant. Like, you introduce the voice before you see the vocalist and yes. let the voice speak for for everything. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea what he looked like. I just knew when I heard on the radio, I was like, who is this? I was like, oh, Babyface got a new song. And <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the video, I was even more confused yes. because, yes. you know, I didn't expect it to be two people. I thought it was Babyface. And then I... And I, even then, I didn't know he was black because they had like all these like filters on him, mm -hmm. and he was like in a brown sepia tone or something like that. So I didn't and really know. Low fade, low fade, the chin strap beard, yeah. all that stuff. So I, was like, that. I was like, oh, he's from the Bronx. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, yeah. Nice. So then, it, there's a point in the video where it becomes color, colorized, and that's like the big mm -hmm. reveal to everybody that this is a not a black man <laughs> singing this song. And I felt like those people at the Natalie Cole concert. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> right, we, we sure did.
<laughs> and they got all my money because I had to go and I had to go buy Bonafide and hear more. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was not disappointed. Um, I'm going to let you finish because I know where you're going after that debut <laughs> album. So you go ahead. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would say to this day, when I listen to Someone to Love, I still can't tell who was who. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. So I don't know not who, which part Babyface is singing or John B. And I've listened to this song like a kajillion times mm-hmm. and cannot distinct the two voices. Like, mm-hmm. cannot. Absolutely. It's still, and you know, I, I pride myself on being able to do these things. And I, just <laughs> <laughs> I need like the lyric books to break down who, which artist sings what Yeah, part. just tell me. <laughs> Who's singing line by line? That is what I need. That is what yeah. I need. But yes, Babyface is a legend. Yes, they don't he know. Is. Yes, he is. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to what people say. Man, come on. Come on. I'm going to hear more of you singing. Hold on. You're not. Come on. <laughs> that, whole, that whole cool relax. Yes. From, oh from the cover to the CD. The cover. <laughs> The cover, we all know. Even the cover is black. We all know. <laughs> you know when you when you lean, lean on the cover. You're leaning. You buy that, buy that CD. <laughs> you got that lean. It's a bona fide hit. Yeah, he has leaned, and oh, <laughs> oh, every there's so many great songs on this Are album. You still down? What's it? I, I, oh. Oh. But before yeah. that, though, though, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, the don't oh, say. Don't say, mm. and and I do what you say, boo. <laughs> what white man saying what you say, boo? <laughs> John B. John B. <laughs> <laughs> right, and of course they don't know is you know yeah. anytime that comes on, like people just immediately, immediately just take a breath, like oh my gosh, I forgot about this, even though you just heard it yesterday. It's <laughs> all playlists. Every playlist. Shout out to Tim and Bob for producing this yes, amazing yes. song for him. But to go on because I know your song. I know yes, your song. Are you still down? We're too far. Tell me, are you still that down? Is the one still for down. me? I was like, <laughs> even to this day, when that song comes on, I can put it on repeat because that man, like the t- we all know, the two of them together, they they just created magic. Mm-hmm. Created magic. I mean. Absolutely. John V with those smooth melodies, and then Tupac came in, and this was like that softer side of Tupac, and then just, oh, yeah. yes, it's just magic, yeah. magic. And this now, was the I last, have... this is the last song that, that Tupac kind of recorded with anybody, like, yeah. in person, before they started doing all those duets that he didn't know about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were actually going to record more music together before he passed. That's right. They were going to record more music. Yeah, Tupac loved this song, from what I mm-hmm. hear. You know, and rightfully oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, no. John B. Um, really had such a... He had an open lane. You know, a lot of the artists that we talked about had rolled over from their success yeah. from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or from, from the UK or wherever they're coming from. But who else? who else was doing... But John B, I don't think he had any competition as far as like he didn't. No, like who else? He did not. I can't think of him. None at all. <laughs> and I got a lot None of music. I can't think of anybody that was doing like John B. But Mm-mm. you know, people tried, but he inspired so many. I think because of him that 
yeah, Robin Thicke was like, okay, I'm going to get from behind the pen. Yeah. And Jordan Knight was like, okay, when I lead these boys, I'm about to do my thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but still, to this day, John mm-hmm. B is the king. Still the king of blue-eyed R&B for the 90s. Now, I have to tell this little story. Please do. You remember this me if I did not. Please. So What'd you do? What'd you do to John? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was just innocent in the background. Mm-hmm. I was with my aunt and my sisters, and we was riding around with my aunt like we normally would in her little convertible Mustang, and we pulled into the gas station, and my aunt saw this guy. She swore up and down that he looked like John B. And she was trying to hook my sister up with him. She's like, you gotta go talk to him. He looks just like John B. And we were like, he does not. She's like, yes, he does. What do he look like? I wonder if he could sing. Like she started going through this whole scenario and trying to chase this man down in the gas station because to her, she thought that he looked just like John B. And I would never let her live that down to this day. Who did he John look B. like? Who did he look it like? It wasn't John B. He just looked like, like a regular old white boy with a fade. He did not, he did not look like John B. Not at all. I was like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because it, it, it's not lining up. It is not lining up. Let her tell it. That was John B. Jr. in the gas station. He might have been. <laughs> yeah. What I enjoyed during this pandemic was he was doing his um, Vibe Select free uh, shows mm-hmm. on uh, yes. IG Live. And you know, we were there every week checking out mm-hmm. his hearing those songs. And we couldn't wait to hear. They don't know. <laughs> you know, such a talented person. And he has, continues to rock. And I can't wait till we can go back out and maybe see some John B. Live. Yes. Something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, these artists that we talked about today, you know, they, they walked so that artists like Justin Timberlake and Amy Winehouse and Adele, that they could fly and soar and be so successful mm-hmm. because they really paved the way for what, what, could, it, what could be. Um, and, and like those artists, it just feels authentic. You know, when I hear like an Amy Winehouse song, there's nothing fabricated to me, you know? There's not nothing about an Adele song that seems like forced or that she's trying to be something she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this, this, this music called Blue-Eyed Soul is a part of our history as well, you know? These songs do it for us. So I'm so glad we talked about this today. Uh, I, here, I had here. a ball, and I know you did. This was fun. It was fun. I know in the beginning I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about no blue eyes. So, but after Look we had you. this conversation, yes, it brought you about back to get some, a whole playlist it brought back together. some great memories. Yes, and I am gonna get a blue eyes so playlist together. All right, look at that. <laughs> look at God. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. So we hope that you had so much fun, as much fun as we. Yes you to go back and listen to some artists you may overlook like that 90 degree mm-hmm. album. check that out hit us up on uh instagram uh, let us know what you think or if there's anybody that we may have left out of the mix because we're learning this as well right so follow us and reach out to us on instagram at 90s rnb university all right and also please be sure to follow our parent site hello zumble uh shout out to jason shout out to rich shout out to kevin shout out to the entire z hive that makes things happen over there Mm -hmm. as well as on www.hellozumble.com we got some big things happening some uh updates for you a lot of people have been sliding in my dms asking when do you guys come back when does 90s r&b karaoke when is all that 
please, please, please sign up for the email list over at HelloZimble.com because you will be the first to know, maybe before I know, <laughs> when, <laughs> when we are going to be back in person so that you can get your song together and meet us and meet the whole Hello Zimble crew. Yes. This was a great episode, Shan. I can't wait to check yes, out some of these artists is. some more and more and more and do a deep dive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, this has been great. I have nothing else left to say. So on that note, <laughs> I have been the your professor. And I am Shan, your first lady. And you know we love you, love you, love you for listening. Love you. Peace. Bye.